Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hello once again, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. And as you saw, if you were here last week, I have my friend Wes Tarpley with me. Wes, hello and welcome back. Thank you, sir. It's been a few moments. Yeah. And I, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to read your wonderful bio again. People can certainly, well, it'll be in, it's in the notes that uh, accompany this, but it's also, you can uh, hear from last week. We're going to jump right into something that's on your heart that you've been working on that's in progress, that's about to explode. Uh, you call it poetic justice outreach. I want to just turn you loose and, and have you tell people what's on your heart with that. Oh, okay. An example. My wife and I, two years ago, with our travel trailer and a motorcycle, we're heading out to Alpine, Texas. And Alpine, Texas is about 550 miles from Houston, where we live. And it's called the High Desert. They're called mountain islands. You have the land out there that's between 1,000 and 4,000 feet above sea level, arid, dry, and then the mountain peaks or clusters pop, 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 popping up. So if you're on some of the really tall ones, and you get fog or something, you'll just see just the tops of the mountains above it. Well, my wife and I celebrated our, as we talked about last week, it was the Friday the 13th. It was our anniversary. I think it was our 46th time of our first date. And interesting enough, the way we met is we were playing volleyball, and she missed the ball, and it bounced up, and it racked me. That's how I met my wife. I said, <laughs> would you hit the ball, please? <laughs> so we were having dinner at a restaurant, and we had beautiful grass-fed ribeye and we had a good bottle of wine called Chateau Saint Michel and it was four days later on our quote actual anniversary I went in town to the store and there was a young lady at the liquor store and COVID was hitting now so everything was shutting down and I says do me a favor would you pick me out a good bottle of red wine she goes how much I says oh about 20 bucks she goes I'd be glad to she puts it in the bag I go home don't look at it open it up and went Oh my gosh. Karen goes, what? I said, it's Chateau Saint-Michel. It's the same one. And as she was going to get it, I said, I'm praying for you to pick me the right one. And so I come back and I'm at there on my motorcycle and I'm crying. And she goes, what are you crying about? So I tell her the story. Her name is Rain. And I said, Rain, you picked out for me the exact same bottle of wine we had on our anniversary Friday the 13th and meeting 46 years ago. And she looks at me and she says, my goodness, God has a sense of humor. I said, yes, he does. And this is a young lady who is a more butch type lesbian. And we were just click, just like that. And I would show up every once. We were there for four months because of COVID because it just locked everything away. I'd show up about once every two, three weeks or something like that. And I'd ride up on the bike or in my truck. And she'd look at me and said, Okay, what's God showing you? What's God showing you? That to us 
Paul is poetic justice outreach, that where the rubber hits the road, he meets us so he can meet, so his children can realize how much they are adored and loved. And from that, being out in Alpine and being on my motorcycle for about 13 years now, I realized I had an eye for pictures, not something I was trained in, just like my writing. I, I made D's in English. I was not trained in it. And I, as I mentioned in our first time, Dr. Hughes, when I was becoming a teacher, says, you're kind of messing up all the rules of poetry, but God's son, it works. Don't, don't go learn because then you'll undo what you've been gifted with. So I would take pictures and I would look at that picture and just ponder it. And God would give me a phrase like, and I may read some of it here in a minute. It's called the repose of love. And it was this beautiful golden sunset. And I'm just sitting there quietly going, oh my God, the repose of love is what I heard in my heart. And I went back that night and I just kept, I kept looking at the picture on my phone because I'll sit there and take a hundred pictures from different angles and just like that. And, and uh, a little filter here. And then I'll go, I'll glean them. So I'm sitting there spending hours gleaning through all of these pictures, taking in God's beautiful creation till I have just the right couple. And the next day I sit down and repose a love and out it came. Out it. Can I read it? Please. Okay, let's do. It was called The Repose of Love. In silence I heard, in the fragrance of night I experienced, in quiet solitude I saw, in his colors of grace. I stood in awe. Blue mountains sang. The sun waved a dew as prisms of colors erupted in gentle repose. The horizon smiled. I smiled. I held hands with loveliness as I eagerly awaited the arms of my lover. I gazed over my shoulder for one final look, knowing then that creation knows nothing of final looks. Only greater appreciation of those beautiful words. It is good. So very good. And then it switches. I adore you. I enjoy you. I love playing with you. Not only am I the light of the world, but son, you light up my life. Understood? So live in my word, alive and active to the very core, living in my, it is done, having fun within my son. So that's the repose of love. <laughs> and it still wrecks me. I read it and go, golly, Lord, your breath. Was that the first of the writings that you did? Oh, no. That was the first of that night. I honestly, brother, have 50 gigs on Google Doc. <laughs> I have thousands upon thousands upon thousands of these. Years ago, when I discovered I could do poetry, I had the boss from hell. Oh, he was mean. And he would make, we said, he's not racist. He hates everybody. And yet the beauty of Christ, he was. But when he had a little girl, he was totally changed. <laughs> he had that little life and it wrecked him. But uh, he had really made fun of Warren Lamb, my best friend. And I went next door to the empty parking lot because I was selling cards for just a couple of years. And uh, all salesmen have paper to write on because you need to get the person's name and write the VIN number of the car and the phone number to stay in touch. And the next day, I opened it up and I started reading it. And I went, this is a poem. This is a poem. And here I was so mad at John, my boss, but the poem had nothing to do with him. It was how I was responding to him. And it said, in the wonder of my mercy, in the comfort of my grace, in the calm of my spirit, 
Will you seek my face? May I pour my love into your heart and heal your restless soul. And it continues. And I went, whoa. And so looking back, Poetic Justice Outreach began back then. And from the pictures that I've taken, we actually had three people last year drive out to Alpine, like I said, which is 560 miles from Houston because of the pictures that I had taken with a phone. (laughs) But I think Ansel Adams said, slow down and have the eye. God is speaking all the time through his creation. Just slow down and see it. And then I began to write poems. And I wrote one a while back called Succulent. And in it, I talk about how Christ himself is our nectar, you know? And so whether it's a flower, whether it's a sunset, whether it's a sunrise, whether it's a a eucalyptus or a daffodil, all of this, the cattle in a thousand hills, the lily of the valley, I've written and rewritten and rewritten. And a few years ago, when we were part of a biker church. They were taking the classic rock and roll song from the 70s. And the Jesus movement was just, I think that's when the young man got saved that went to David Wilkerson's church who did Jesus Christ Superstar. And he talked about when he was Jesus Christ Superstar, just on the cross at Broadway, just, just feel pewing out of his mouth. And here he is years later, back at David Wilkerson's church doing, helping him with street ministry. But uh, they would take some of those classic rock songs and they would rewrite them. And I remember hearing that. This was in our biker church. And I went, oh, that is really cool. But they changed the rhyme scheme. No, they don't need to change the rhyme scheme. And they need to try to use as many of those original songs, words as they can. And so this is an example of one. And no, these haven't been recorded yet. I've got a friend of mine that plays 11 instruments from the cello to the guitar to the piano to the drums. Another one, Joey, who's helping me. He hit, his band was called Tequila Sunrise back, and he can do the beautiful choir type voice, or he can do the Joe Cocker voice. You know, it's pretty cool. So these are a few words from Stairway to Heaven. Okay, there's a lady who's sure that her children are gold, and her Christ is a stairway of heaven. God is love, yes, she knows, for the lies are deposed. With his word, she can get what she came for. So that's the intro. And then at the very end of it, it says, your stairway lies in his whispering wind. And as we journey down the road, his shadow taller than our souls. There walks a lady we all know who was white light and wants to show. Heaven's floor is gloriously gold. And if you listen very hard, the tune will come to you at last. Christ is the one. The sun is all. He is the rock. We're on the roll. Jesus Christ is our stairway of heaven. So Paul, I've got about 80 of those that we're working on, whether it's rap or country or, or the righteous brothers from you know back in the 50s. And it's going to have fun as we develop these. One of them I'm going to do, this one will be funny. I'm going to do some that are funny. You remember this song, My Sharona? My Corona. I'm going to change it to Corona. (laughs) And people go, wait, what did you just say? My Corona? Yeah. And talk about Corona. 
or there's a song by Michael Jackson, Beat It. And yeah. it's going to be about Corona. Beat it, beat it, you know? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so wonderful. I'm going to use some that are humorous, some that are deep. Well, music, art. And so to use poetry and songs with pictures. So you take pictures that you've taken with your phone out around Alpine, Texas or other places. And you set the music with those pictures in the background, right? Yes. That's what we're going to do. On Poetic Justice Outreach, my daughter years ago said, Daddy, you need to get on Facebook. And I said, no, I'm not doing it. And I mentioned to you, I think earlier on, I had been on MySpace for about two weeks and it was like, whoa, it's almost like soft porn. And I got off of that immediately. She says, no, Daddy, Facebook is not that way. It's actually different. She says, Daddy, people need to hear your words. And so she encouraged me. It probably took me a year before I did it. And I said, okay. And then a couple of times when I've actually read them out loud, she says, Daddy, when you read it out loud, it's at a whole nother level. And so part of Poetic Justice Outreach will be not just the pictures, because people are starting to ask for them, to, to purchase them. So we said, okay, well, how do I do that? So I'm learning how to do it. And then you, then you learn how to put a watermark on it when it's out there so people just can't. Because as of right now, when people have asked for it, I've given it to them. I emailed it to them. They said, really? I said, yeah. I've got more coming, don't worry, which blows their mind that I'm giving something away. And I'm like, that's good. <laughs> it was given to me. you know. And so we're going to be using the pictures in the background. And there's actually three or four songs that I've written that I actually have music for, which blows my mind because I'm not a musician. And we're going to start recording those too. And it'll be fun. The more that we do that, I think, and then you, Ronald Reagan had a placard on his desk and it says, it's amazing what you can accomplish when you don't care who gets credit for it. And so as we do my songs, I have no desire to be the lead singer on all of them or even to be a backup singer. But Joey's encouraged me saying, Wes, you have a better voice than you think you do. I said, will you do me a favor then? You let me know which songs you think I should sing or you think I would assist by being a backup singer. That's your baby. He says, absolutely. And one that he has he suggested that I listen to is a group. Johnny Cash actually did a cover for a group called Nine Inch Nails, and the song is called Hurt. It'll rip your heart out. It's called The Mountain of Dirt, or Kingdom of Dirt. And how many people does that describe like the kingdom of dirt to where they're piercing their skin with needles or they're cutting? And since I don't look for the songs and, and a friend will suggest it, or matter of fact, I'm going to ask your favorite song. And so when we get together next week or something, I want to hear what some of your favorite songs are, secular, you know what I'm talking, tongue in cheek, and rewrite it for you just to bless you. And so, but, but that Johnny Cass song is one that we're going to do because it talks about as opposed to the needle stick, it's going to be the piercing and opposed to the cutting, it's going to be his stripes. And I've talked to Noah about, he's a celloist and a guitar player. We're both going to be dressed all in black like Johnny Cash. And I say, I think the way we should start it, Noah, is I'm not there yet. You're sitting there on your cello. So you've got about 15 or 20 seconds of intro. And all of a sudden it backs over to me and I'll, I've got my black boots. I'll come walking in. I'll sit down next to you. I have all my black on. You'll have the guitar and we'll sing the song together. And then, it, then as I get up and kind of walk out, then you're on the cello again. And then in the background, we can use pictures that I've done. So that way it's, it's our pictures. So it's going to be neat to see how this develops to encourage other people out there. A lot of people don't realize the latent gifts they have within them that if they'll just reach out. My wife told me 
a long time ago. She says, Wesley, you'd be a better engineer than half the ones I work with. She's a civil engineer. I mean, uh, chemical engineer, 37 years. And I go, honey, I'm not an engineer. She goes, I know, but they don't. They've just kind of gone. <laughs> and how many people have gone through the motions, even making a good income, but it's just a job. It's not, as yeah. Brother Lawrence would say, <clears throat> the practice of the presence of God. Anything yeah. you do, whether it's caulking or washing pots and pans or being an engineer or singing a song, is worship. It is. I like the definition that worship is love responding to love. God is love. God is in us. Uh, we are one with God. As Christ is in the world, so are we. So love responding to love. To me, that's a great definition of worship. It really is. Yeah. So you're putting these together on the website. Do you envision doing those in person when you and your wife get in your trailer and you've got your F-250 and your motorcycle behind you and you're going and you stop at places? Do you, do you envision using that multimedia in person? Yes. Initially, when we minister wherever. I've even talked to Malcolm and his wife, Cheryl, Malcolm Smith about when we were in Alpine last year for four months. And so we've become the locals who aren't always there. But we are in Alpine four months out of the year. And out of a town about 6,000 people, you really get to know a lot of people. Yeah. And so I've got some people here, Donna Reiners, I mentioned earlier to you. But I've talked to Malcolm and Cheryl. And so imagine us setting up some meetings where we have maybe 30 people. He goes, let me know. So we show up in, in an Alpine and remember, we're still there and we have 25 or 30 people. But Paul, Paul, just imagine 25 or 30 people hitting their tipping point out of a 10, out of a town of 6,000 people, you know? <laughs> and so that's our heart is to go into smaller communities. Doom, 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 doom. By then they're starting to see more of it on the Facebooks or even my daughter says, daddy, you wouldn't believe what TikTok can do. Some of this TikTok stuff is going and just exploding. And see, the good thing about that is Luke's our adopted son. This is what he's good at. I'm not going to have to try to recreate the wheel. No, that's his baby. And so that way he'll have his signature or his little, where you click on it so he can help other people set up websites, but he's the one that will use this. Therefore, when we're in a community, uh, like the poem that I wrote, Repose of Love, that I could do in person. And I will have behind me some of the pictures, which was the birthing out of that. And I've got tens of thousands of pictures. But also, you can have where we have videoed it. And so we've got the full production going to when Luke was said, we'll do it on green screen, which is fun for me because this is all new. It's, world, it's a new world for me. And then we can use the audio visual all combined. And then other times, just the beauty of, sh of sharing God's scripture and what think is what Crowder that says, the living word himself, Christ breathing life into the written word, you know. And yeah. uh, when we realized that, uh, I think Darren Begley was the one that said we made the Bible, a lot of us evangelicals, the fourth person of the Trinity, you know. <laughs> it clearly says, well, once, once you say it clearly says, yeah, you're, maybe we're doing this, but yeah. But, uh, where because I love the scripture. Oh my gosh, I love scripture. And, and you, so you people can see, wait, the Bible, yeah, it's fun. It's really a cool book, man. But the person behind it, ah, even more cool and more vast and more <laughs> incredible. So to see all that kind of what's the new word in quantum physics, the entanglement, there really is an attachment. What is, oh, there's an attachment that's mind boggling. <laughs> and science is discovering that. Well, there is. 
Of course, Newtonian science used to believe that in the space between two people or two objects or whatever, there, there was nothing there. There was nothing there. And of course, now they've been able by technology and the instruments and things to know, well, there is something there. And quantum physics calls it gray matter or whatever they might call it, the, the matrix or uh, the unit, whatever. But I've come to understand that that whatever's in between everything is love. It's unconditional, pure love. And it's not only in between everything, but it's in everything and everything is in it. It's not an it, of course, uh, it's Christ. And everything is connected. Everything is joined together and nobody is separate. Nobody is excluded. You don't have to uh, believe the right way or say the right things or get baptized <laughs> the right way to be in that field of love. And uh, I guess when you, when you understand that, it really puts religion out of business because there's no more need for doctrine. There's no more need for debate over this interpretation or that interpretation or this way of being baptized. Or, or when there's pure light and pure love and pure grace, that just encompasses everything. It it, it takes away, and it's it's beautiful. <laughs> it is it, like when you talked about puts religion out of business. I remember for a long time when I I gave my tithe and offering so I could be blessed and I didn't want to be cursed. And when the epiphany hit me, wait, that's the law. And the Malcolm Smith talks about, he says, oh, you think you're great? The goods you gave 40% tithes and offerings. (laughs) But I went, wait, to be a cheerful giver. I want to give, I want to give. And I won't say what percent my wife and I give, but it's well over 10%. And it's a joy. Here, 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 here. And it it might be a facility called church or it's the person who didn't have any groceries and they're going through COVID and all of a sudden you bring them $200 worth of food for the next month to get through it, et cetera, et cetera. But given it's a whole nother level and it's it's like, (laughs) see, if God kind of loved us enough to give his son, yeah, we can give up ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, we are definitely like-minded, like-hearted because that, that's exactly how we feel and, and what we do. And it's like the difference between black and white and technicolor. Uh, it's just totally different. Well, another 22 minutes has uh, flown by. So we're, we're going to, uh, after you tell people how they can get in touch with you again, we're going to close up and then uh, visit a little bit, take another little break, and we'll come back and do it again. So, Wes, thanks for being with us. Tell people how they can connect with you. You bet. On Facebook, it's Wesley Tarpley. Find me Wesley Tarpley on Facebook. And in the near future, it's poeticjusticeoutreach.com. That'll be on the internet. And through that, we'll be going into TikTok and YouTube and that whole adventure of uh, of multimedia. Thank you, brother. Thank you. And by the time people listen to this, uh, which will be a few weeks from when we're recording it, that website, poeticjusticeoutreach.com, uh, will probably be up and live. So encourage you all to check it out and come back next week because Wes and I are, we've got some more to say to you. So thanks everybody. We'll see you next time on Grace to All with Paul Gray. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group. Grace to all, where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.